0: You are listening to the Nurturing Birth Doula Podcast, where we aim to dispel the myths, debunk the stories, and help people better understand the role of the doula in the 21st century. I am your host, Sophie Brigstock, owner of Nurturing Birth and Course Facilitator, and I invite you to grab a cuppa, pop on your headphones, and listen in as I chat to doulas, birth keepers, and Nurturing Birth friends about all things perinatal. Welcome back everybody. Um, it's so lovely to have you here and I can't tell you how excited I am today to have the gorgeous Sam Shepherd with me. Sam is someone I know really, really well because Sam is one of the lead course facilitators at Nurturing Birth so um, does a lot of doula course training with me and with our other facilitators as well. Sam, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Lovely to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about you and then I think we'll dive in and talk a bit about your your Duna journey because it's it's been an interesting one and and a lot of parallels for you and me.
1: <laughs> yeah, there have been. Um Yeah. What do you want to know about me? Um, So, yeah, I I live in Chelmsford. Um, I facilitate the courses for Nurturing Birth, um, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. Um, I've done a bit of mentoring in my time. And I suppose right from the off, like I'm a birth and postnatal doula and have been since 2008 when I trained with Nurturing Birth
0: amazing amazing and um I love that you call yourself the unapologetic doula <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> on social media
1: tell me a little bit more about that where where did that name come from do you know what I um I was a little while ago well it's quite a long time ago actually I was chatting with a friend of mine Lauren you probably know her Lauren Derrick she does mm-hmm. the old wear out pads um and she I was humming and harrowing about whether to say just a Sam you know on my Instagram and all of that stuff And I said oh, I really like just a name that resonates and I said something about being unapologetically mean she said oh that's what you should be you should be the unapologetic doula I'm like oh my god I totally should be the unapologetic doula because and interestingly one of my clients once said to me her husband had a real big issue with it because he was like what does she mean by being unapologetic is does she thinking I was probably like some gung-ho doula that just went out and didn't care but I think it's more about just embracing sort of who you are um mm. and yeah just embracing you um and all you bring because you know within the doula world we do so much work on ourselves um through um you know our sort of desire to support our clients better um and actually you then tap into the true you and sort of knowing to take up space and know your worth so I guess it sort of comes from that and it's kind of just it's stuck and I felt very comfortable with it (laughs) I love it I love it so tell us a little bit more about
0: your doula journey what what brought you in in the first place
1: um so I have my two children they're 18 months apart um and I think my first Mm, well they're like 19 and a half and 18 now so um my first birth was quite traumatic but it didn't really need to be um looking back I think actually not much was going on but I just recognized it was how I was dealt with um if that makes sense like Mm. how people were talking to me yeah how they Mm. were talking to me uh, the respect that maybe wasn't there um and then on the flip side I then had my daughter 18 months ago um after and then I had her in the same birthroom in the same hospital mm. and I was like oh this is a bit weird kind of, but it was really kind of cathartic because I had the m- most brilliant care with a midwife it was super lovely that we'd actually fortunately met a few times before which I know is quite a rarity those days but um and there wasn't actually much different in between the births other than the care that I got mm. and when I left I was like oh that's made such a huge difference um and part of me thought oh people have probably heard me say this before but part of me thought could I work as a midwife because I could see the differences that um in between the two um and then I thought I don't know because I don't really like being told what to do uh you know if my heart's pulling me towards um you know certain clients and their needs but paperwork's given me another way i don't know how to feel about that and then a friend of mine from school actually who i had not spoken to in years said oh you thought about becoming a doula um and i sort of said no i don't even know what one is so i literally went on a very quick journey of googling over the weekend what a doula was i contacted a couple of course providers actually um spoke to um nurturing birth on the Monday and then Tuesday she got back to me and said we're running a course this weekend do you want you know do you want in because mm. we've one space left and um at the time my husband was working shifts and he only had one weekend off out of every three or four mm. um and it was his weekend off so I kind of saw his fate so I went from 10 days knowing nothing about doulas to very quickly learning all I could um on a course course yes yeah. Wow. On the course. <laughs> yeah, I <know. laughs> but I haven't looked back it was brilliant <laughs> that's it but yeah honestly it's the best thing and it's funny how these things sort of come to you at the right time isn't it yeah. that when things are meant to happen like it's just meant to happen you're meant to be there for whatever reason you can't always put your finger on it um but I think that's what makes it really beautiful it just pulls you in and you're like and here I am here yeah. I am
0: yeah and so um extraordinary you and I trained at pretty much exactly the same time we have got children of a very similar age so you started and you had a husband who was away working a lot yeah like how did it go how did it you know young children unpredictable home life all of those kind of things how did it work
1: yeah do you know what I it's one of these things where when I try to put it on paper, I didn't know how I was going to make it work. I thought I don't totally, yeah, the same. Yeah. It was like I I I can't physically make I don't know what I'm doing, how I'm gonna make it work, how I can get away, you know, and be at birth and just be there sort of wholeheartedly with my clients, but leave my children for unknown amounts of time. My husband wasn't here and my parents at the time were about 45 minutes away. So I don't know how I can do that. And There was other needs going on in the house. So I was thinking, I just don't know how. But it kind of had a way of just working out. We decided that it's like, right, we'll just take it one step at a time. I'll just do a birth, see how it goes. And, you know, if it's just not doable, then we'll rethink, you know, what that looks like. And it just had a really weird way of working out. Um, And, again, that was really, really lovely because I think over the years, it's taught me that. You know, when you push really hard for something to happen, chances are it is probably it might not be right. Not necessarily forever, but for that moment. But if things are kind of flowing nicely and you've got that contact with people and that connection with people, things have a way of like panning out. Um, and most of the time, I won't say all because uh, <laughs> that's tempting fate. um but you know most of the time it does it just has a way of working out it's all about that communication with your clients and that connection I think yeah um you know being transparent and all about transparency yeah yeah
0: amazing and so your work now do you lean more towards one or the other in terms of doula work what what's your sort of preference
1: Yeah, I tend to do more um, birth work than postnatal, especially now that I'm facilitating lovely courses. Um, (laughs) You know, I find that um, I can balance it much better. Um, The postnatal work, um, it takes a lot of time and energy. For me personally, I find, you know, I've got quite good boundaries after years of like figuring out what they look like. Mm. Um, and I know that emotionally like my emotional energy gets spent quite quickly so I have to be rebounded about what I'm doing how much of it so the postnatal I might do the odd bit but mostly sort of um it circles around birth work mostly now and has done for a fair few years I think mm. um yeah yeah <laughs> and you know
0: you and I took a lot on the courses about what what birth work looks like as a doula and and how much is involved in in preparing
1: for birth
0: and um I'm assuming that that's changed a lot over time as well the way in which you work with clients
1: yeah yeah it has actually and again it's um I think it goes down to those sort of stories you tell yourself isn't it that it's got to look a certain way like you've got to have x amount of antenatals or you've got to throwing a postnatal your on call looks like this and this is how you can become a doula mm. but you know it just doesn't it's it's so sort of flexible when you you work it I say to your advantage because you know if you're trying to battle working in a certain way it doesn't resonate then it's just really hard work it's really hard work and it's not fun anymore and no. you start resenting stuff yeah. so I kind of Wanted to bring my workload down slightly um, and charge a bit more because I knew that I wasn't going to be like splitting myself everywhere and spreading myself too thin. But what I could offer clients were like unlimited visits. And that's that whenever I say that, everyone's like, oh my God, that sounds crazy. But, in you know, in practice, most of the time, by the time you've organized meets, you've all come together. You know, it's a handful of times. Sometimes it's more and sometimes it's less. So it all pans out. Um, but it just gave me the flexibility of being able to offer what I thought I could. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, and even with my birth work um, or the on call, I mean, you know, sometimes you're on call at 38 weeks and sometimes it's post 42 weeks, yeah. um, but it all, it all balances out after, you know, after a while. So, yeah, mm.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know me and um, that I am utterly passionate at dispelling the myths out there about doulas. Is there anything that you particularly want to kind of get in and really explore?
1: yeah I think the myth around doulas having to look a certain way hmm. um so for me just briefly you know I had that idea that doulas were kind of like a hippie sage burning now don't get me wrong I have sage I burn sage <laughs> and my, my husband calls me a hippie anyway half the time however I thought you had to look or be a certain way when I started out to be a good doula yeah and you don't (laughs) actually don't
0: what did did you in your mind's eye what did you see what was the visual that you had of a good doula in inverted commas
1: yeah that's a really good question actually um in my head (laughs) I just thought I I had to go in there if I if I had any um sort of sort of judgments going on I would sort of bash myself about them, you know, because mm. like we had to be all-encompassing and all-inclusive and all-compassionate and non-judgmental all and all these things. But also um, being able to kind of support people in a way that, I don't say didn't fit, because it does to an extent, but I really thought if I don't, like, talk in a certain way or mm. dress in a certain way... Mm or approach my doula skills even in a certain way, mm. that maybe I just wasn't doulaing effectively or as other doulas were. Mm. And it took me a good while to realise actually I could dress as I wanted to. And those that were going to, you know, I wasn't going to necessarily draw in those with suits and I don't know briefcases. I mean, I have over time because they've wanted whatever I've offered. But, you know, it takes a while to realise that it's about you and that connection and that it doesn't matter how I'm dressed, you know, it doesn't matter how I speak. Do you know what? That's a, that's a funny thing actually me just bringing that up. Cause initially I was like, God, my accent, my Essex twang. <laughs> like, yeah. Am I going to sound too common? And it's these stories you tell yourself though, isn't it? You know, do I speak well enough? Yeah. Do I act properly? You know, yeah. am I going to be taken seriously? I think it goes back to that. Am I going to be taken seriously if I mm. don't, act or look a certain way or sound even a certain way yeah. um, but it's not sustainable right you can't
0: <laughs> it can't no. be somebody else um, yeah absolutely I mean it brings to mind the um the comment from Adam Kay's book um where he says there's a certain denomination of floaty skirted wearing women flip something like that and you know that for me when I came in this was well yes doulas have got to be hippies you've got to know about your crystals and your sage and your your aromatherapy oils and your herbals and all of those kind of things which you and I both love that stuff yeah love it but also I don't live and breathe that every moment of my day I I rock around in jeans and a hoodie most of the time I mean you know yeah. you've got you're usually in a t-shirt and you've got tattoos it's it's yeah. you know what what do we what do we make it mean and i love you talking about the the accent and the stories we tell ourselves like what is what are our expectations of what people want us to be yeah and doodering is all about chemistry so you know there's going to be someone out there who just really resonates with you because you love animals and you ride a motorbike or with me because I sing or eat dark chocolate or whatever it happens to be
1: do you know what I mean yeah absolutely and there you know and it is it's about you know we talk a lot on the course as well and I love bringing it up is is that just that reminder that you know we need to sort of almost lead by example you know if we're telling our clients the people we support to embrace who they are and take the time that they need and they tap into their instincts we're telling them all these stories like you know you know what's best and you are everything you need to be any given moment and you know feel the way you need to feel and all this stuff if we're not doing it ourselves you know if we're not staying true to ourselves then then what is that about? Like, actually really freaks me out. Like, what is that about? Are we then like superhuman? And then that's another, that's probably another podcast altogether, Sophie. (laughs)
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, that definitely. I think you need to come back and do that one with me for sure. (laughs) So you taught you use that phrase, which comes up a lot. And we challenge it every time on courses. Doulas are non judgmental. So when you say that, what comes up for you around that?
1: well again i think there's a lot of shame over the years i think there's like a lot of shame around it it's like you know are we are we um judging people on what they're doing and what they're saying but actually for me it's turned back around as to you know we inherently all have those judgments it's it's how we've been brought up the experiences we've had and we can't be shameful about that because it's just part of us it's been drip fed through generations however we can again it's about changing that sort of narrative really isn't it that it doesn't have to define us so I might think oh god I'm really surprised at what decisions that person's making it doesn't mean I think they're they're wrong it just might bring something up in me um but then it's what we do with that judgment. Mm. It's like, am I judging them and then bringing that to the table by saying, oh, actually, what you should do, you know, mm. is mm. maybe this or um, inadvertently. One of my biggest things is like inadvertently um, signposting someone down a certain ro- route to get a certain outcome. Yes. It's like staying true to yourself, offloading, go, to, go mentoring. Yeah. So that then we're giving really good signposts without being biased one way or another Mm. you know um because it has to be right for the client it's not it's not about us and it also the brilliant thing about it again is like we're always learning all the time and that's what I love about it because every time we have like a team meeting or we have like um a course or new clients there's always stuff that gets brought up that challenges us or you know makes us smile or sends us away thinking oh bloody hell like didn't even think about it from that direction yeah you know that's human nature and that's the beauty Mm. of it because then we can go and do the work I think that's the big thing it's not about the judgment we don't need to be shameful about that because it's within all of us somewhere but it's what we do with it it's what we do with it that really matters um you know and doing the work on it reading the books following the people learning then I think that's the biggest thing isn't it really Yeah.
0: yeah Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, people often say, oh, you know, doulas are non-judgmental and I I call BS on that big time. because um, We are, as you say, we are inherently as humans, we are judgmental. We all have implicit bias based on our upbringing and experiences in life. What I think is so important is to recognize when the judgment is coming up, And look at why it's coming up. And is there work that I need to do myself around this stuff so that I'm not bringing that to my clients? You know, as you say, it's so easy to go, well, have you looked at this piece of information? Because I think this might really help to sway (laughs) you in a different direction. And actually, that's not our role at all. It's no. uh,
1: yeah, well, someone And I think it, it, said, it goes back to motivation, doesn't it? It's like what's motivating you to give yeah. the people that information? Where is it going to really help them or is it just because you feel the need to speak about it? Yeah. Um, sorry, I totally cut you off then, didn't I? No, 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 <laughs> that's
0: absolutely fine. Uh, I was just going to say that someone introduced the notion of being judgment-free rather than non-judgmental, and I really like that, that sort of rephrasing mm-hmm. of it. So um, yeah, yeah. So, so yes. so doulas don't need to look or behave in a particular way. But is it is, as you said, right at the start, you know, it's about being authentically you. Yeah, owning who you are and showing up and being present with people where they are at. And yeah, the thing about doularing is, it's chemistry, it's always about chemistry. And so when you connect with somebody you know, that's that's the beautiful thing. It doesn't matter yeah. what you look like. It doesn't matter no. how much experience you've got, even it's no. because you you kind of have a, a meeting of of minds and beliefs and values. And, you know, that makes you feel like a good fit.
1: Absolutely absolutely and then once you've got that you know that connection everything else comes mm. you know you can be unapologetically you and that doesn't mean you know <laughs> i i always think of it do you know i always think of it as um you know how i sort of behave around my friends i wouldn't necessarily say the same things in front of my granny it's that yeah. kind of stuff isn't it yeah. um so being you but being mindful kind of yeah. what you're being at the table you know and how you're doing that um, um but yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) And being and being the values of nurturing birth, being respectful and being compassionate. And those go two ways. Those are about being respectful of of the clients, but also of yourself. Yes. You know, and we're not being respectful of ourselves or compassionate of ourselves if we're not being true to ourselves.
1: Absolutely, and it make, makes everything become much, much easier. You know, when you listen in to how you want to dress and what feels right to you, and the things you want to bring up, like even in the, you know your antenatal meetings, or um, when you reach out to clients, or how you are. Do you know what? I think that's what I really love. Like when you look on social media like some of the doulas on there who've gone on, like just how different all their pages are. Yeah, you know, but how it attracts different people for different reasons. Yeah. Um, and actually, what, Lisa, Lisa Sykes, she said something a little while ago and she said, you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. And yeah. I love that, you know, because you can't change them individually, but, you know, surround yourself in the people that are going to make you feel good and really yeah. embrace you for who you are. And that's why, yeah. you know, sort of I love doing the work here and with my clients is because I'm, I am who I am and that's accepted. And when you find the right people, accept you for that Mm. everything becomes much easier and you also realize your boundaries become stronger because without sounding awful you take you realize you don't want to take any shit from people you're like no this is who I am I'm not changing for you um I'll be compassionate and respectful but I own that for myself as well um you know so it is a definitely a two-way street it's definitely a two-way street
0: definitely (laughs) definitely (laughs) Oh, I love all of that. I love. And there's yes, I feel like there's a whole load of other paths we could go down. But I think yeah. I think what we should do is schedule another time to come back and talk about super, the superwoman, uh, yes. super person aspect of doodling. Um So yeah, for now, I'm going to say thank you very, very much for coming to join
1: me. How can people find out more about you? Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as the unapologetic doula um, and all of my, I have no website. That's one, another, one of the beautiful things. I thought I had to have all the things when I yes. first started, <laughs> all the things. Um, and I realized that you don't, um, but yeah, social media, Instagram and Facebook I'm on with all my contact details and stuff on those pages as well. If you want to give me a follow, that'd be lovely. Great.
0: great. And you facilitate loads of nurturing birth doula courses. So um you can find out more about Sam on the Nurturing breath website as well. You can indeed, you can indeed. <laughs> Brilliant, you're an absolute legend. Thank you so much for, for coming and chatting to me today. And um, oh, yeah, it's been, been really lovely. See you soon. Bye, to love.
1: Bye. <laughs> See ya.
0: you for listening to the nurturing birth doula podcast i hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you've got any questions or any feedback don't hesitate to come back to us it's info at nurturingbirth.co.uk and do follow us on social media at nurturing underscore birth on instagram and twitter and you can find us on facebook as well Please do give us a review if you've enjoyed this episode. We are on Spotify, we're on Apple, and we would love to hear your thoughts about any future episodes you'd like to hear. So do get in touch. Thanks for listening. Bye.